It's time for Nothing But Sex. Hosted by Maxim Sex columnist Vanessa Delagi. Fierce, unapologetic, politically incorrect. The topics will wet more than just your appetite. Let's journey through taboo sexual terrain with a delicious earful of nothing but sex. Here's Vanessa. Rachel Wong, who is the CEO of the Women's Agenda in Australia, has written some pretty awful articles recently for The Spectator Australia about the sex industry. And apart from her lack of knowledge and her wrongful assumptions and moral superiority, I'm really concerned with the language that she uses in her articles. And I don't mean profanity because I fucking love swearing, as those of you who listen to this podcast often will know. But Rachel uses the term prostitute instead of sex worker and prostitution instead of sex work. And that may seem like something that's totally insignificant, but it is not because language matters, words matter, labels matter. You wouldn't call a black person an And you would not call a sex worker a prostitute because to prostitute oneself means to demean oneself, to dishonour oneself, to debase oneself. And legitimate sex work is none of those things. It is definitely not demeaning. Basically, sex work is an honest transaction between a buyer and a seller. It's an agreement that two people consent to and it's between them and money is exchanged. And you can morally disagree with it, that's fine, but it is still a job. Turning up to premises or being an escort and going and visiting houses in a car and doing a 12-hour shift and not only having to have sex with men, the thing about sex work is it's often not about sex. It's about psychology. It's about consoling men, talking to men about their problems because people think that men go to sex workers for sex. Sex is maybe 5% of it. Most of it is talking. It's psychological. Um, The sex worker often plays a nursemaid, a carer, a psychologist, a friend, a lover, a, a girlfriend. They play all these different roles and that is exhausting to do that. Say if you have 12 bookings in a night, absolutely exhausting. So you can disagree with it because you might be a churchy or you might be a right-wing conservative or you might just think that women and men shouldn't behave that way, that body parts shouldn't be rented out. And you have your right to think that. But that doesn't mean that people can't do it and it's not work because it is work. And if you went and worked yourself, I'm guessing at the end of a 12-hour shift, you would say, shit, that is definitely a job. And this is the thing. Sex work is not sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is rape. So sex work and sex trafficking are not the same thing. 
And the thing with the churches and the right-wing conservatives is they pretend that they are the same thing. They make out as if every sex worker is being forced and there is no such thing as free will, which is total bullshit, of course. Are all priests pedophiles? Are all cops crims? Are all gay men promiscuous? No, they're not. They're just negative stereotypes that actually do nothing to advance the important conversations that we should be having. And then this coupled with the epidemic of false sex trafficking statistics distorts the truth about the sex industry in Australia and it makes out as if most of these women are chained to the bed, basically slaves, and and that's just not the case. If you go into most common rooms of brothels while they wait for men to turn up, they'll be cooking pizza, knitting, talking amongst themselves, watching reality TV, all sorts of reasons. And there's all sorts of reasons that women do sex work. Some women do sex work to pay for cancer treatments. Some have autistic children. Some uh, do it to bring in an extra wage. Some do it to get through university. Some do it because they love to fuck. There are so, so, so many reasons why people do sex work, and there are so, 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 so many reasons why men use sex workers, and it's usually not for sex. It's usually because they're just looking for something, something that's not being satisfied in their relationship or in their life. A lot of men that uh, may be older and their wife has finished with all the childbirths and don't want to have sex anymore. Elderly men that their wife has died or their wife is very sick or with dementia. They also need sexual release. There's thousands of reasons why people do sex work and why people go to sex workers, both men and women, not only men that are using female sex workers, but men that are using gay sex workers and females that are using, you know, uh, lesbian sex workers or or men, um, heterosexual men. So this weird blending of making it out that sex trafficking and sexual abuse and sex work are the same thing is a lie. And they do that because that that creates fear, that distorts the truth, and that enables them to demonise the industry and to demonise these girls. And the reason that we should call it sex work, because it is to most people, to most of these women that are in these brothels at the moment and who are escorts, it is a choice that they have chosen and it is a job. So for all the women out there that have chosen this profession and do it because they love it, aren't they entitled to be called, to be labelled a sex worker rather than a prostitute? Don't you think? Don't you think that they deserve that respect? If you were talking about women that are getting raped or or women that are trafficked or women that are abused, you are not talking about legitimate sex work. You are talking about something else. You are talking about criminal activity. That's what you're talking about. So sex work 
you don't use the term prostitution to describe sex work because it's just derogatory, it's dehumanising, it's disrespectful, it is everything that is wrong with the world. And often these people that um, have all these ideas about the sex industry have never even been to a brothel, have no friends that are sex workers, have not written literature. They are just from their little vanilla box of what they think goes on, they are pretending to know about something that they actually know nothing about and they're making those judgments on their moral compass. I mean, it's like me pretending to know what it's like to be a lawyer or a doctor or a soldier or a politician. I mean, I can imagine what it would be like. I can kind of fantasise, oh, it must be like that and they must feel like this and they must kind of have these challenges, etc. But until you walk in another person's shoes, you really don't know what they face and what they feel. You can only make assumptions about it. So yeah, language is really, really important when we talk about sex work. And the terminology changed in the 80s, or in it might have even changed in the 70s with Scarlet the Harlot, I think her name was. So, yeah, use the right terminology. Don't be dis- disrespectful to the women who have chosen to do this job. It's just nasty. It's just nasty. And the fact that the CEO of the Women's Agenda writes these kinds of articles is a disgrace. I tried to respond as a rebuttal on a Spectator article on the Facebook page and I was banned. And I'm actually a Spectator columnist, so they even banned me, which is um, so much for freedom of speech and democracy. So that's all I have to say. I hope you enjoyed episode 22. I'm feeling quite feisty today and I hope you'll come back and listen to episode 23. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard here, hit subscribe in your podcast app to get every episode and share it with whoever you dare. You can see more about Vanessa at vanessadelagi.net. Thanks for listening to Nothing But Sex. Please come again.